Hey, I just wanted to announce that I will be canceling this podcast because I've just discovered that the whole entire coaching industry is a scam. Spirituality is actually false light and, um, you know, it's actually ran by demons. So I am taking the initiative to close this podcast down. I will be deleting all previous episodes and I will be dedicating my life not to coaching people, but now I am going to decide to guide people. And I will not be doing that spirituality stuff. It's all Jesus from here moving forward. So thank you for listening. But if you were listening, you were listening to demonic shit. And I got to say, you're quite an asshole for listening to my podcast for these past um, past year or so. You got to say, like, you should have known. You should have known that my teachings that I was regurgitating to you was evil. I'm sorry to say that, but, you know, it's life and I get to quit. You can't shame me for quitting. It's life. You know, you just got to deal with it. Sorry that I pulled the rug up from underneath you, but none of this was ever real. It's all a facade. <laughs> anyway, hopefully you can um, hear my joking tone through this podcast. I will not be quitting. In fact, I'm doubling down and I will be doing more episodes. <laughs> I want to talk about something here. Uh, so the reason why I opened in that way is something I see often is spirituality being totally demonized and the coaching industry being totally demonized. And I wanted to break it down for both parts. So let's start with the coaching industry. The funny thing is, is I will see people shit on the coaching industry and then still run a quote-unquote coaching business or maybe a consulting business, but just say that they're not coaches. Like, I, like they'll, they'll shit on coaches constantly, but in their day-to-day life and how they make money, they are actually coaching people. <laughs> except, except they're not, like, labeling it coaching. It's like, yeah, coaches fucking suck and they're scammers. And I don't coach my clients. I guide them to their inner knowing. Yeah, that's what fucking coaching is. You're a coach. You're a coach. So, and I get it. I get it. If you, it's, you don't even have to look, you know. You can find a lot of people that are either doing unethical stuff or they're corny or, you know, you can find many frustrations with the coaching industry. You can find people cloning each other, not literally cloning each other, but you see a bunch of coaching clones sounding like each other. There is sometimes a pyramid scheme aspect that goes into some coaching circles, things of that nature. And the truth of the matter is, is that you, all you need is content and a way to 
have calls or conversations with your clients to be a coach. So it's like a low barrier entry. And that has its benefits. That has its benefits and it has its downfalls as well. I personally am not a person who thinks that the coaching industry should be regulated. And the reason why I say this is because the thing, the upside of coaching is that it's extremely, it has extreme innovation baked into it. So as a coach, you have the freedom to use modalities that wouldn't be able to use, be, wouldn't be able to be used um, with a very restricted form of skill set. Like there's many things you can do as a coach that you can't do as a therapist, right? And I highly, I highly, 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 forget <laughs> the word, I highly stand behind personal responsibility and the freedom that comes with personal responsibility. And I also don't think that if you highly regulated coaching, that it would get rid of all the scam artists either, right? So I just, I'm just a big supporter of using your intuition, learning your lessons. Like for instance, I've had bad experiences with coaching. I had more good experiences than bad experiences, but I've had bad experiences early on where, um, for instance, like I paid a thousand dollars for a coach to go to an event that she was having with Les Brown and for whatever reason, the event never happened. And then I never got a refund. <laughs> and then she unfriended me at some point. And it's like, yeah, that fucking sucks, right? You know, that's $1,000 down the drain. And I can't, you know, I was going to say that some people may have needed that $1,000 more and it could impact some people more. But then again, I went through a whole fucking um, financial dark night of the soul after that. So it's like, it's not like I was like rolling in dough and, and it's like, Oh, well, a thousand dollars, you know? So it's like, you know, I, I went through that experience and it was a painful experience. And then I've also had coaches where in my experience with the coaching, um, there was like caught like aspects, um, I abandoned my financial boundaries in those coaching containers. And what I mean by that is, is I would, I paid high ticket prices and I was in there for a long time, but there was a lot of shame and guilt in quitting the container. And when I say this, I don't mean the container had a set limit. It was an evergreen model where you're just paying monthly and there's no expectation of when you should end um, that coaching container, right? So whenever somebody quit, there was a lot of shame behind it. Where it's like, don't quit on me now. You can't quit on yourself. You stay in here and you keep paying, uh, what was it, like a thousand? I think it was like, yeah, the program was like 5,000 down and a thousand a month and all that stuff. So it's like, you know, if you're building your business... And you remain, 
You remain in a coaching container where you feel complete, but you stay in there off of peer pressure that can really chip away at you, right? So those are some experiences. Those are some experiences, some bad experiences that I've had with coaching. And that's not to say like the last experience I told you that was all bad. Like there was some good stuff to justify. The reason why I stayed in it is because there was some transformational components to it that was very helpful. I wouldn't be the man I am today if it wasn't for being at those retreats in that coaching container um, from the good aspects and also the bad aspects as well. I learned lessons from those bad aspects. But in this present moment, standing here today, I could make a choice. I could make one choice saying that, you know what? Coaching is a fucking scam. Um, It should be regulated. And then I could hold in that perspective of hating everything that is coaching. And everything that is spirituality. Because the big thing about the spirituality aspect is that I felt like I was always so fucking happy (laughs) in one part of the week. And it got to the point where I would go on one of those group coaching calls and I felt like shit afterwards because it just became this thing where it was like the coaching aspect was digging for more pain. So I would feel good. I would feel like I'm on track and then boom. (laughs) And it was like the coaching was being doing the exact opposite of what I wanted. It was like this, this kind of like depressing hole of abyss that I kept going to, to dig up more of my pain rather than, Hey, how do I, how do I get momentum in my business and kick ass? Right? How do I build from this foundation rather than keep picking the scab? That's not what spirituality or coaching needs to be about. So As I said, I could be standing here today being in that victim position and saying that I was wronged and hold on to that resentment. Just the same as I would say in relationships, right? Um, You know, my last relationship I was cheated on. I could stay I could still be staying standing here today and say she did me wrong. All women are bad. Uh, All women are cheaters, whatever. But then I wouldn't have the relationship I'm in now, right? If I threw the whole bait, if I threw the baby out with the bathwater and just said, um, women are shady and relationships suck and whatever else story, I'd be a prison in my own shit. I would would just be a prisoner of that. Or (laughs) I could use... Another form of a relationship as escapism. Now, this isn't to say that it's this isn't the way to go for all people, but I could be like, I could be like, well, I should be in an open relationship or I should go polyamory, right? When as an av- avoidance pattern rather than looking at what got that relationship to that point and healing that direct thing. And that wasn't like an anti polyamory thing or nothing like that. I'm just saying that I see it a lot. (laughs) I see it a lot where people shift the dynamics of everything or shift their entire belief system rather than addressing the root of the issue that happened and and how that was created in in their life. So 
that's my take on the coaching industry. And the same thing with spirituality. I've seen this a lot where people throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like law of attraction is toxic and abusive. Um, New age sucks. All types of stuff, right? You know, every modality. Manifesting is privilege. I don't know. Whatever shit that people come up with. And the thing is, or or really I've seen people really go in on the whole projecting thing, right? How that is a tool of abuse or whatever. And the truth, the truth of the matter is, you can use every single one of those tools in a negative way to hurt people. You can use every one. If I had a client and they came to me and they had a real tragic experience, I could bypass their emotions and say, well, why the fuck did you manifest that? And that would be a horrible thing to do. That would be a horrible not so calibrated way to use a spiritual tool and a total misfire. I could be in my relationship now and let's say I did something that was really wrong and instead of taking ownership for what I did, I just said, well, I'm just your mirror. You're just projecting. You're just projecting. I see people do that all the time, by the way. (laughs) I see people do that online all the time. And I've heard people do that in their relationships. And it's like, yeah, but you're not taking ownership. And not everything is a projection. Like sometimes someone's just a fucking asshole. (laughs) You know, it's not, not everything needs to be done in spiritual lingo. And sometimes people are an asshole, etc. So my point of the matter is, throughout all my life, and I hold this belief as I record this podcast, throughout all my life, I've noticed that any type of group, circle, ideology, anything has its shadow. It it has, there's every ideology will have its bad people. I don't care if you claim to be super pure and you found Jesus. You're going to find other people who feel the same way that they're pure and they found Jesus. Same exact ideology. And they're a bit fucked up. (laughs) Like that's just going to happen. Guarantee it. I guarantee it's not a perfect, um, you know, no, no niche, no ideology, no group is all perfect. That's not to say to just deal with toxic behavior. That's not to say to deal with abuse. That's not, none of that. It's just perspective here where people are, people are so into the pattern of throwing the baby out with the bathwater without addressing the root of what drew them to doing it. And not having the perspective of like, wait, maybe this is just a shadow of the beliefs I have. Maybe, maybe I'm surrounding myself with the wrong people. Maybe I am taking in the wrong teachings. Maybe the coaching industry doesn't suck as a whole, but I, 
had some trauma bonds with coaches or I just had some bad experiences with coaching. When you do that, you can liberate yourself. Just as you would liberate yourself by not holding on to the pain and the anger and the hatred for an ex, for instance. And demonizing or vilifying an entire gender or sex based off what one person based off the behavior that you receive from one person. So I see this, I see the pivots, <laughs> I see the 180s that people make and the whole ideology shifts and I see when people fucking they they still are coaches or consultants and then they act like they hate it publicly. They just like their entire their entire timeline is dedicated to shitting on coaches, but at the end of the day, they're coaching their clients. Like, what are you doing? I don't understand this. This doesn't make sense. Um, and this is only hurting you because you're hating the person that you are. <laughs> like, if, if you're constantly shitting on coaching, and regardless of what you call it, if you're still coaching people, then you are dealing with a deep-rooted imposter syndrome going on. And you know, I just find it better just to own the fact, like, yeah, I coach people. Yeah, they're shitty coaches, but I'm a good fucking coach, right? Um, yes, I'm spiritual. Yes, there's wacky spiritual people that um, stare at you for too long, and sometimes they go, mm. <laughs> Yes, there's people like that, but I'm going to own the fact that I'm fucking spiritual, doesn't mean I had to be like everyone else, right? I could be a bit different. I can have my own unique identity, but I don't have to be so scared of the labels. I feel like if you're on the spectrum that you're so scared of a label that you become a conformist because then you just sound like everyone else who's so scared of the label. So yeah, that's fun. But anyway, I just, you know, I also wanted to say like I've seen this pattern of people demonizing spirituality and stuff like that and something that I've seen recently. And it's interesting because the topic around pedestals came up and it said that like, you know, you should have no problem with me going from spirituality to Jesus because you shouldn't have me on a pedestal. And all this other stuff and I don't give a fuck and even if you join my programs, blah, blah, blah. And my thought about that is, and much love to the, you know, much love to everybody and doing the best what they can. This is not some kind of hate message or whatever. But my thing is, it's like, it's more than just pedestals. When you're online, you know, you are establishing some form of relationship with people. And it's not necessarily the same as a personal relationship. You know, there's some people online that, you know, there gets to be boundaries there. And, you know, there's a difference between my relationship with, let's say, Rebecca versus my relationship of people who join a program of mine, right? But there's still a relationship there. And... I feel like when someone does such a 180 and then demonizing everything they've taught in the past <laughs> that quickly, it's like, it's almost like 
on a maybe on a micro level, maybe not on as deep of a level, but it's like you're with your partner, right? And then one morning you wake up and then they're like, oh, what do you mean? I don't love you. Like, what? It's like, it's like the rug is pulled up from underneath you. It's like, what do you mean? I don't, why are you hugging me? Oh, you know, I, no, ew, I'm not like that. And I get to quit whenever I want. It's like, yeah, but that's still shocking in, in any type of relationship setting. And I'm not saying that like, People's relationship with an online influencer is the exact same as a real close partner in that level. But what I am saying is it's totally logical for people to feel distraught, hurt, or feeling like the rug's been pulled up from underneath them, a little bit destabilized, any of that. Even if they don't have that person on this on a pedestal. Like you shouldn't have people on a pedestal. You should you should be grounded in your own stuff. But when there's people that you look to and you trust in their teachings and then they just go and say everything I taught was fucking evil, it's going to be a culture shock. It's going to be it's going to be shocking to your system on some level. And that's okay. You know, like it's not there's nothing shameful about that. So where do I want to go with this? For well for you know, for one thing, it's like no matter how many followers you have on Instagram or whatever, that's an honor. You know, that's a fucking honor. And I think sometimes that gets lost. You know, you may have like thousands and thousands of followers and people disconnect with it. And I just feel like stuff like that shouldn't be taken for granted. It's an honor. It's a responsibility. You know, whether it's Three listeners on your podcast or a hundred thousand of listeners. It's a fucking honor to be able to express yourself and put your art out there and be seen and heard and have people trust you enough to join your coaching programs and join your services and things of that nature. And, you know, I've made shifts in my beliefs since let's say 2013, when I like first started getting into coaching a little bit, I've shifted my beliefs. The, the aspect of my niche has changed since, since then because I gathered more information. But I think that should be done with care. And I think it, I think it gets to be something that you don't necessarily have to burn down your entire foundation in order to make a change, right? My message is different today than it was in 2015, for instance. But my entire foundation that holds that message up hasn't been burnt down. I made shifts and sometimes it was more gradual, but I think there's a there's a difference between evolving and evol- you know evolving your perspective and doing a drastic total 180 and whatever you know you have a right to do whatever the fuck you want but doing like a drastic 180 and then telling everyone that follows you like what the f- what the fuck <laughs> you got you shouldn't have a problem with you know it's like yes they shouldn't be entitled and think they own an influencer. (laughs) 
but also it doesn't have to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why, uh, why do you have an issue with me? Just like, I think a lot of people would be distraught at the beginning of this podcast was actually from my heart and it was real. And I told people like, yeah, all the, those 50 episodes that you listened to religiously, those 50 episodes that you did that uplifted you. And, you know, not even saying like, I, I don't want people to put me on a pedestal, right? And hopefully you don't put me on a pedestal to the level of like feeling like I'm above you or whatever. But if you listen to my podcast and it brightens up your day and you have a good time. And then I just did this episode, right? And I said, oh yeah, everything I said before that was bullshit. And how dare you listen to that? (laughs) Some shit like that. You would probably be shaken up a bit. Like, what the fuck? Like, I, I trusted your word and I thought this, this was really helpful to me. And now I'm questioning my whole reality. Like, I think that's kind of normal. You know, I think that's a little bit normal for, you know, you to feel like you... Like, there is a relationship here with me as a podcaster and you as a listener. There's a relationship. Like, there is something like that. So it's like, when there's change... I mean, goodness, it doesn't have to like destabilize you deeply and completely, but it, there has to be some distraught there. If you like really like what I teach and you apply it to improve your own life and then I turn around and tell you it's all bullshit, like that would be crazy. So yeah, I'm kind of rambling here and ranting, but I just wanted to say that I've seen Wrapping things up, I've just seen so many times where people just throw the baby out with the bathwater, make 180 changes, um, and even have total disregard to the people that follow them, you know, to the people that they talk to every single day with their messaging. And I just believe in having that deep soul message where you are building meaningful relationships with your online presence and you are grateful and gratitude with the people who give you their time and energy um, and trust you to help you serve them and improve their lives. So I think that can be handled with more care. Um, And I thought I also think it's in service. It's in service to yourself and it's to service to other people around you that a more grounded approach is taken when you do evolve. You know, you may have had a bad experience with a coach. Is it best to demonize the entire industry and your next six, the next six months of your life or longer? You just post about how the coaching industry is bullshit and you make that your new brand. Would that be helpful to you, your family, all those around you? Or would it be more helpful for you to take that experience, learn from that experience and understand that like when you go back down to the basics, we coach people to help other people. We coach people to serve people. We coach people to heal others. And you can, learn, you can learn from those bad experiences and use those bad experiences of knowing not, what not to do without having to turn that bad experience into like your client avatar. 
And same thing goes for spirituality. Those lessons can be learned to become more pure, so to say, or truthful, or lighter, or just doing better and being a better service to the people around you. Like it can serve and elevate you and it doesn't need to be, not everything needs to be torn down in order to make a point because the energy that you place into tearing things down can also tear yourself down and the people around you down and it can dim your light. So don't let these discouraging things in life take you off your entire path. And really think about the changes that you make. I am in full support of people evolving, people expanding, people growing and gaining perspective. And honestly, I think there's way too many people that are rigid in their beliefs and they don't expand enough and they don't learn enough. However, make sure you're grounded in what you believe in. Make sure you're grounded in the shifts that you make rather than being a feather in the wind, blowing wherever the wind blows you to. And that's the difference between a leader that someone trusts versus a leader where people have lost trust and may feel betrayed or disoriented and all that fun stuff. So anyway, thank you for listening to the Sorry I Offended You podcast today. Check out the link in my show notes. Go to my Instagram, my Facebook, all that stuff. Right now, I am offering the Rebel Dojo. We're starting next week. It's a beautiful live experience of you being able to hold your own online and speak a powerful message. There's my one-on-one services available as well. And yeah, check out everything that's going on. Oh, awesome. Awesome. I thought this thing was going to cut off in 30 minutes, but Anchor has blessed me. It stopped doing that stuff. I don't have to, I don't, I can just do it with, I don't have to punch in anymore. Awesome. So anyway, (laughs) now that that's done, check out my bio, all the stuff that I'm going, that I have going on. I got many things, the Open Mind Society, Rebel Dojo, um, Stay tuned for more podcast episodes as well. And if this podcast resonates with you, share it to your stories. That's the best way, you know, other than joining programs and stuff like that, this podcast is totally free and I'm glad to provide this free information to you. If you appreciate it and you want to send good vibes my way or send that appreciation or make some type of energetic investment outside of financial investments, Um, share this to your Instagram story or your favorite social media. Let people know about this. I'm going to be recording some more episodes on this wonderful podcast. And yes, stay tuned for more.